So hey, and welcome back to the Expert Edge. Uh, today, I'm going to introduce you to one of my most trusted advisors when it comes to building wealth. Uh, his name is Kevin Clayson. Uh, he's a really good friend of mine. He runs a company called Done For You Real Estate. And one of the problems I think with building a business is that it's all consuming. It can take up so much of your thoughts, so much of your time, and you can forget to do a very important thing, which is actually build wealth on the back end. So in other words, you need to use your business, your expert business, to build wealth on the back end. And the reason why I wanted to bring Kevin in is first of all, I use his services. So he's someone that I use, I've referred people to, my friends are having success with him, I'm having success with him. He's just one of the most integrate people I've met in this, in this specific industry, specifically in real estate transactions. And this guy's the real deal. He, he uh, has transacted over 4,000 homes, uh, more than $600 million of client real estate volume. Uh, he currently um, manages 3,500 clients' properties under management right now. Like this guy does so many deals in real estate. But what's cool is I'm not talking deals like buying multi, multi-million dollar homes. Like this, this stuff is, which we're going to get into the podcast, this is about hitting singles. This is about getting on base. It's not about swinging home runs all the time. It's actually getting on base. So if you've desired to get into the real estate game and get into the real estate space of building wealth, then I think this podcast will not only inspire you, but give you an avenue to actually do it. And I know for me, uh, with like I, like I mentioned before, running the business takes a lot. And what's really cool about what Kevin does is he actually does all the heavy lifting for you when it comes to purchasing the real estate. Um, and it's so integrate, the whole process. It's just absolutely magic. So, you know, if you've been interested in buying real estate, getting into real estate, uh, this podcast is going to blow your mind. And uh, right at the end, also, I share how you can get in contact with Kevin through us because uh, like hands down, he has just been such a phenomenal uh, experience for us and working with their business. And so I'm excited that you guys get to meet him. And uh, I think you're going to be blown away by his genuineness, his uh, passion and his intelligence in this space. So let's buckle up and talk about how you can make millions with small micro wins. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. Kevin Clayson, welcome to the Expert Edge, brother. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. This is awesome. And look, I know people are listening to this, but I'm I'm looking we're looking at each other on Zoom, and every time I interact with you, Colin, I'm reminded of how not good looking I am. Thank you <laughs> for reminding me of what it's like to be handsome. I feel like at one point I was there. Uh, so it's, it's nice. <laughs> Mate, you, you, you're the whole package. Don't worry about that. You're the whole package, Kevin. I wouldn't have had you on the uh, expert edge if you weren't the whole package. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, mate, I'm, I'm really excited to share you with my audience because, uh, 
not only have you built a very successful business that helps people build wealth, uh, but you've helped me really, really like accelerate my journey in building wealth and, and, um, and move towards the direction I've always wanted to go. So the conversation that I want to have, because most people listening to this podcast are experts, coaches, speakers, trainers, all in this kind of like course creation expert industry. And I think there are lots of people helping people to generate leads and make money and all that sort of stuff. In fact, that's what I do, right? I help people to build their business and scale their business up. But I think that there are a few people who really help experts and people who are generating money through businesses to build wealth on the back end. And it's very easy to kind of get all consumed with building your business and forget about the principles that are going to build wealth that you retire on and also be able to retire earlier um, if you want to. And so I would love to know in terms of when we kick off, what are you noticing? Um, or first of all, why don't you just kind of give a bit of an overview in terms of your philosophy? Because I know you're very focused on real estate and I love your philosophy. And so you're very focused on real estate. Talk to the listeners about your philosophy in, in building wealth as a, as a speaker, as an expert, or as just a business owner. Yeah, for sure. And I really appreciate the intro, man. Seriously, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, by the way, for all your listeners, if you guys have worked with Colin, um, you know this. If you've met him in person, you know this. But he is 100% one of the most genuine, um, incredible, value-driven people I've ever met. And that's so true. Colin, you and your wife, you guys are just two of my favorite people on the planet. And if there's somebody listening right now and you've been listening to Colin for a while and you've been wondering whether or not you ought to work with this guy, let me tell you, you would not regret regret anything for a moment. He is one of the best I have ever seen at what he does. And I've been around a lot of speakers. I've spoke on a lot of stages. I've seen a ton of people try to teach others how to be value creators, how to be successful speakers, how to how to sell from stage. Um, and Colin, you are 100% the real deal, more real than almost anybody that I've seen in that space. So just kind of <laughs> wanted to it. put a plug in there, man, because- oh, it, I love that. Look at well, that. Thank you, brother. It, it's true, man. It, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of wannabes out there. There's very few actual guys out there that are really doing it the right way. You are one of them, and uh, you are you are the real deal. So anyway, just want to say that to everybody. Oh, I appreciate so, it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, man. When it comes to it's interesting that you use the word wealth, and I think everybody. If we go, if we were to trace back why we want to make money, I think almost everybody in this space, right? When we, almost everybody I talk to on the real estate side, on the speaking and personal development side, um, everybody always starts with one of two or both books, right? It's Think and Grow Rich and it's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. Now, another one of my favorite books is The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. Now, what's interesting about all of these books is they all have the same word in the title which is rich. Now, all of these books are about how you go and make money, but none of the books are talking about how to be rich. They are talking about how to build wealth, but they say rich, right? I think that the the 
the word rich has taken on a little bit of a different meaning for people. And nowadays it's almost like we shout down the rich, right? We talk about the 1% or we talk about those that are rich and, and, and it's almost like we've demonized it. What we're talking about here is how do you go and build wealth? There are lots. And by the way, that word rich, it's almost been, dare I say, bastardized by an industry that wants to sell you a quick way to go make money, but it's not building actual wealth. Yes. Wealth is sustainable, right? And, and and I always say, uh, there's a lot of people out there that'll teach you how to get rich quick. We're going to show you and work with you on how to get wealthy over time. Mm. And wealth is very different than rich. And you, you know this, bro, because we're kind of in a similar industry. Like there is a lot of people out there that look super rich on Instagram, mm. on TikTok, and they show you the cars and the planes and the lifestyle and all of the things. But in reality, while they may have material resources, they are not wealthy. I think wealth goes beyond just the amount in your bank account, right? I've met some of the most wealthy people on this planet who don't have that much in terms of material wealth, but mm. they're actually wealthy. And that wealth has translated to material goods, but it also means that they've become something different and they've become someone different. And the wealth builders are the ones that last. Those that get rich quick or that dig a shallow hole, suck up as much water as they can. They are moving from one thing to another. They go from one MLM to another, from one coaching program to another. And it's always about trying to get rich. Those that are wealthy dig a deep, deep hole and can farm from that well forever. And so we are in the practice of helping people generate wealth, even generational wealth, not just get rich quick. Yeah. I love that because I know even for me in different investments I've made and so forth. So often when you, when you feel like it's something where you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't miss out on this. Like this is like, this is like the best deal of the century. It's rarely ever worked out for me. First of all, <laughs> But it's actually the times when I've gone, okay, let's get really clear on what we want. Let's work out a clear strategy of what we want to build. I know for me, I've done that through, um, you know, investing in the stock market, like just working with a financial advisor and just doing that. And that worked really well. It wasn't like super sexy. It wasn't, you know, like crazy high risk stuff. It was like really clear, planned out, systematical strategies that, that built our asset base to actually start investing in real estate, which is what we've done through you. And what I love about your strategy and what you do is, is I think in your, a lot of your, whenever I get an email from you guys, it's like, just remember we're the non-sexy investing option, you know? Yeah. And I know for me, like, that's what I want. I want non-sexy investing options that actually build wealth. And I think about it, it's almost like a flywheel. You know, it's like this big flywheel that you get going, but once it actually like builds that momentum, it just throws off so much stuff from it. Yes, it does. It's, um, in fact, it's unbelievable, man. I mean, so real estate, it's, it's slow to get started, right? It's like a big old train uh, trying to, to huff it up a mountain, right? Uh, it's like, you remember the, in Dumbo, right? There's a, the Casey Jr. train, right? And it is struggling to get up that hill. And sometimes the initial phase of real estate investing can feel a little bit like Casey Jr. coming down the track. But if you remember what happens, Casey Jr. gets to the top of that mountain, and as soon as, as soon as he, he comes, as he crests that mountain and goes right over it, he starts to pick up a lot of speed and real estate investing is very similar. That's the flywheel concept. And, and one of the things that we have really built our 
company on. And just so everybody kind of knows, um, our company is called Done For You Real Estate. And uh, we've been at this now for 15 years. We we cut our teeth in the industry um, trying to be the anti-real estate coaching um, company. <laughs> because at the time, there were so many real estate coaches out there that were selling high ticket programs. And while that's great, I think everybody should sell high ticket. What we found is, is there was a lot, there was a whole industry predicated upon this idea. We know people want to get rich, not wealthy. We know people want to get rich and we'll tell them they could go get rich in real estate. And so we'll sell them a coaching package, then we'll upgrade them to a different package, and then we'll just progress them up until they're working with us one-on-one for six figures. Here's what we saw. It was a multi-billion dollar industry that cost hardworking Americans who wanted to get rich but didn't understand how to get wealthy, but they wanted to get rich. It cost them billions of dollars. There were billions that were made and there were billions that were lost. And what we saw is less than 5% of the people that ever invested in a coaching program or in a real estate education program would ever go and physically transact real estate. Think about that, dude. Less than 5% of the people that would buy these programs and invest in themselves, which is the line that we love to use, would ever go and actually physically transact real estate. And so we said, we got to buck that trend. That's not okay. And so the whole reason we established our company really solidified it in 2008 was to say, what if instead of teaching people real estate, what if we could just help them go do real estate? Mm. What if we could do it for them, right? What if we could find them the deal? What if we could get them the financing? What if we could get it insured? What if we could get it rented out? What if we could do all of the legwork and all of the heavy lifting and eliminate the vast majority of the headaches and the frustrations that come from real estate? But in doing that, if we were going to protect our people, if we were going to protect our clients, it meant that we needed to do what we had really believed in from the get-go, which was simple and conservative, single-family residential investment real estate in some of the best markets in the country with the right set of conditions. This is not quick, sexy, make a billion dollars in real estate overnight. This is simple and conservative, grow wealth over time real estate that just flat out performs. And that's exactly what we did. We established a company that does 97, 98% of the heavy lifting for our clients, but our clients make 100% of the profit. They make 100% of the money, 100% of the cash flow, 100% of the tax benefits and the appreciation. We own multiple companies that assist with the transaction and we make money through the actual transaction and we charge a flat fee in order for our clients to work with us. And then we make money on the mortgage, on the real estate transaction, on the insurance. And by doing that, it meant that we could keep the profits with our clients, but do the majority of the heavy lifting for them so that now busy, successful people, like everybody listening here, you're crushing it, you're doing your thing, you're speaking, um, you're on stages, you're coaching, you're doing all these amazing things. And you should stay an expert at what you're expert at, which is the thing that you teach people and share with people. We get to be experts at real estate. So we, what we try to do is be the experts. So you don't have to be the expert in this category as well, but you can gain all the financial benefits of investing in real estate. Mm. And dude, this is why I wanted to bring you on because I feel like, um, let's just, uh, okay, two things. I'm going to say one comment and then we'll go to a question. I feel like when I found you, first of all, I've been looking for your service, even though I didn't know it was you, uh, for about five years. Basically, since I came to the US, I've been looking for your service. And I know we met and had a chat a few times, but I still didn't connect the dots. Um, and uh, and for me, what it is, it's, it's you've built a water slide. 
And so- sorry, my wife is calling. My son is grabbing the phone. For those of you that just thought we can't that hear you're anything. it wasn't yours, it was mine. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We love it. We love a bit of family activity in the podcast. <laughs> um, so I feel like what you've built is a water slide. So what I mean by a lot of the time, you know, people are they try they try to do the slip and slide. So they jump on and they slide off and they run into the, you know, the slip and slide right. where you slide yeah. off and you graze your elbow and you're like yep, all beaten yeah. up and stuff like that. It's actually not that fun. It's just painful. Right. You're trying to do it yourself. <laughs> You've built this like incredible water slide that you 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 can't get it wrong. Like you can't mess up a water slide. You pretty much you get on. And, and you just follow and it's enjoyable. And that's what I feel like my experience has been with working with you guys is, is like you're, you're the, this just this water, this torrent just like drives you through the pipe and then you just like come out the other end. Does that kind of make sense for you? No, I love it. It's, it's so I'm, I'm smiling because um, we were just, so there's a water slide park. I live in Utah yeah. and there's a great water slide park. And, and uh, my daughter and I were going on those big, crazy slides. Like, you know, those ones that go straight down. Yes. And I, I, and I honestly had the thought, I was like, in what world would I go plunging down like whatever, five or six stories head first, <laughs> if there wasn't a few things in place, right? There wasn't yeah. the structure that mm-hmm. got me in a position to be able to, to, to go over the edge, right? And if there wasn't walls on the water slide that would protect me from bouncing out of the slide. And if there wasn't engineers that thought through the physics of what it would take so that someone wouldn't go toppling off the side. And then the water, like you said, that then takes me down the slide. And then I just get to enjoy the ride. Now I paid money to get into the water slide park and I had to do a tiny bit of work. I had to get myself to the top, right? I had to walk up those stairs, but then everything else was thought of for me and it was done for me so that I could just enjoy the ride. And so I love that analogy. I've actually never thought of our company in that way. But I think you're absolutely right. That's what we've tried to do is to give you the structure, to give you the framework, to give you the safety, to give you the peace of mind so that when you jump over the edge, because there's a lot of people who always have wanted to invest in real estate, but they've been afraid to take action because of all the things that could go wrong, because of all the horror stories that they've heard. And uh, we've tried to create a, a safe environment so that someone can get to that top and finally push themselves over the edge and then they just get to enjoy the ride. And so I love that. I think that's a, I think that's a great analogy. <laughs> I bring that up because one of my favorite things to do is go on water slides. So I love it. Uh, <laughs> so good. And my question for you is, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people thinking at the moment, you know, we're, we're in a recession. Um, there's a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety around money, et cetera. Maybe they've, they've got stocks and their stocks are plunging and they're worried yeah. about real estate and all that sort of stuff. Help us to understand in terms of what's happening right now and why, you know, your type of real estate investing and your philosophy on the real estate investing even right now could actually work or why it couldn't. Um, to, like, you know, talk to us through through the process. Yeah, sure. So, you know, so that everybody kind of understands, let me help everybody understand what our philosophy is with Mm, real estate. Yeah. Um, I love to use baseball as an analogy. Do you remember the the movie with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill a couple of years ago called Moneyball? Yeah, I love that. Love that movie. And by the way, it's a great book. If you want to read the book, it was written by Michael Lewis, who wrote the book on the big short. He's just an amazing sort of, I don't know what you would consider him, nonfiction writer, I guess, but he's, he's incredible. So he catalogs this this uh, season of the Oakland Athletics. And if you go watch the movie, you'll get a feel for it. The Oakland A's, they don't have that much 
and still to this day, they don't have a huge payroll. Okay. They, yeah. they just, they, they don't, I just saw something uh, at the time that we're recording this. I think Kyler Murray just uh, signed with the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL and his one year salary is like more than all of the Oakland athletics payroll <laughs> wow. for a year. It's crazy, right? Right. So they don't, so, don't have a huge budget. Yeah, they, exactly. I mean, you know, $40 million compared to the Yankees that have 150 million or whatever. And so what the Oakland Athletics had to do is they had to kind of design a new way to look at baseball. It couldn't just be about the stats and going and chasing the home run hitters and the flash, uh, the, you know, the flashy players that look awesome and they'll just step to the plate and knock it out of the park. They had to go statistically sound and say, well, what scores runs? Well, well, um, you know, on base percentage is the greatest indicator of runs scored. If we can go and find people that are statistically sound at just getting on base, it doesn't matter if they bunt. It doesn't matter if they hit singles. It doesn't matter if they're good at getting hit by pitches or taking balls and walking. The more people we have on base with more velocity, the it increases the likelihood of us scoring. So what ended up happening, the movie catalogs like the 2001 season where the Oakland Athletics started to go and find players that were statistically sound, not in the, in the convention, categories in baseball, right? It wasn't just about hitting percentages or batting percentages. And it wasn't just about slugging percentages or how many home runs. It wasn't about that. It was a totally different approach. And what ended up happening is they set the single season record for the most, for the largest win streak in major league history. They ended up going all the way to the American American conference league uh, finals against the New York Yankees who had that massive payroll. The Yankees ended up beating them, but what the Oakland athletics did is it changed baseball forever. It changed the way that people looked at it. There are so many Colin, you know, this, how many times have you and I been at, at, some sort of an event, or maybe even use the analogy ourselves of Babe Ruth. And we talk about Babe Ruth, you know, we got up and he swung for the fences every time. And and we would, and then we always say, we always, you know, um, talk about that as, as a really worthy trait, right? That he would just get up there and swing for the fences. And then we always say, but he would also lead the league in strikeouts. And then we use that as an analogy to say, So when you fail, get back to the plate. Here's the difference between Babe Ruth and most of us when it comes to real estate. A lot of us are going, I know I want to do real estate. I've got this capital that I want to dedicate to real estate. If you get up to the plate and you swing for the fences because it looks good on paper and somebody told you that you need to get off the bench and just get in the game and go big or go home and all the other platitudes and slogans that we love to use – Uh, and you do strike out, that may have been your only at-bat. With Babe Ruth, if he struck out, he had another at-bat coming in another inning or two. For a lot of our clients and for a lot of us, we work so hard to get to that plate. So if we swing for the fences and miss, we could be in trouble. Our philosophy is get to the plate and then just get on base. Just go hit a real estate single, three bed, two bath, two car garage in a great market where the purchase price is at or below the median, where it's going to attract a solid tenant that's going to have it. The, the property is going to generate a little bit of cash flow for you, but over time, it's going to appreciate. It's going to provide tax benefits. You're going to have the value if you use leverage of principal pay down. Dude, I get so pumped about this. We're writing a book right now. Oh, dude, I love it as well. We're writing a book right now called Micro Wins to Millions. And this is the concept, right? How do you micro win your way to millions? A lot of people think I just, I'm going to be a millionaire. And we set this goal and we look at the scoreboard and we go, oh, I'm going to go make, I'm going to go do 10 million. I'm going to go do a million. The problem with that is when we're constantly looking at the scoreboard and we look at where we're at in our personal progression towards that goal and we perceive a deficit, it actually robs us of the, of the momentum that's going to get us there. But when you micro way, when you 
micro win your way to millions, here's what you do. You don't, you know what the goal is. Your goal is to take the next most positive step that gets you a small mm. victory. And then you celebrate that victory. You experience the fulfillment and then you go get the next victory. Mm. And if you do that, if you stack up micro wins over an extended period of time, you're going to go and get the millions that you want. You have to go hit singles. See, there's so many of us, we hear about the compound effect and, and the compound effect is like, I just got to grind it out and I'm just going to put in the work. The, the difference between what I'm talking about and the compound effect is effectively, it's a, a series of small actions that will have a waterfall sort of moment. However, when you micro win, it's, it's an accomplishment that deserves celebration, that creates fulfillment and that fuels you to getting another micro win. It's not just the thing you have to dredge through and put up with in order to hopefully get to your goal. And that's the way we view real estate. Mm -hmm. Every When you buy a property, it doesn't have to be the big, the biggest, most impressive real estate deal in all of mankind. It's just a home. It's a single family property. You don't have to get a thousand dollars a month cash flow. When you get that first cash flow check of a hundred or even $200 and you realize everything that took place in order for that to happen for you, that should be so exciting because it is a micro win. You do that enough and you're going to get to the millions. And so that's the general philosophy that we have when we look at real estate, when we go hit real estate singles. So now to place that in context with what you talked about, what's happening in the world right now. Mm. We're in a high inflationary environment. Um, real estate's one of the greatest uh, hedges against inflation for a variety of Why reasons. Is that? Yeah. So here's what's so cool. So when you go buy with leverage, we're big advocates of buying real estate with leverage for a variety of reasons. Not, not the least of which is if you buy the same property with leverage or buy it cash, your returns are almost three times as great with leverage as they would be with a cash purchase. But for you, it's not like absolute leverage that you've got like benchmarks, right? Like, uh, you, yeah. You know, what, what do you kind of recommend? So we always do 25% down on a yep. conventional 30-year fixed mortgage. We do not do crazy financing. We mm. don't do private financing. You know, like 0% down or 1% down. It's like none of those. Um, and so it's like that you found that 25% is like the sweet spot. Yep. 20% uh, yeah. can sometimes be yep. the sweet spot. Um, yep. So anywhere from 20 to 25% down, you, you got to have a credit score above 700. You've got to have verifiable income. Like if you are a business owner and you write everything off and you have $0 to show mm -hmm. on your taxes. So I know it sucks to pay taxes, but pay a little bit. Okay. Because if you can, if you can show income and you have good credit, and you have enough of a resource, which you know could be anywhere, depending on the market, it could be anywhere from sixty to one hundred thousand dollars. That could be yeah. a twenty-five percent down payment, right? Yes. And if you've got that 20, 25 percent down payment, now you go get a thirty-year fixed mortgage. And and what's interesting is, look, mortgage rates were a lot lower just a couple months ago. They're a little bit higher now. People are freaking out about that, but I would tell those people, don't step over dollars to pick up pennies, because the reality is, if you look at the difference between between like a 3% interest rate or a 4% interest rate and a six, a six and a half percent interest rate, that may be between two and $300 a month. Okay. But if you're in a property that not only is generating two to $300 a month of cash flow, but it's appreciating an average of 
you know, $500 to $1,000 a month if you look at the long-term mm -hmm. snapshot of owning that property. And then you add on to the fact that there's hundreds of dollars a month that uh, your tenants are paying to your retirement from this standpoint. When your tenants pay rent, they're making your principal interest tax and insurance payment and giving you a little bit extra. So if you've got somebody that's paying down your principal and you're getting tax benefits and you're getting appreciation and you're getting cash flow, and you can, and just the fact that you are in a physical asset that will hedge inflation simply because you are locked in at a fixed interest rate. As prices go up, rents will go up. As homes get more expensive, you're fixed in on your purchase. So as everything costs more and rents go up, you're fixed in on what you're obligated to pay on that home. But rents go up, your cash flow increases. In addition, why real estate is such a good hedge against inflation is when everything costs more, so does real estate. Lumber costs more, labor, labor costs more, nails cost more. When we have supply chain issues, that compounds the whole thing. So if everything is costing more, then naturally rent has to come up, right? Everything has to increase. And if you look at what's happening with rent, we've seen anywhere from a 10 to 12% average appreciation over the last three years, but rents topped out at about a 5% um, increase over the last three years. So rent has to catch up with, with pricing in order for the market to be in integrity, which it will be. So you look at all of that and you go, I've got a physical asset that I'm locked in on an interest rate that's going to increase over time because of the natural pressure of inflation and collecting rents and all of that on a financed purchase. Dude, when I think about this, like you can tell I'm getting pumped up. I just, I love this so much. Here's the other thing with leverage. Colin, you know, if you want to go get $250,000 worth of mutual funds or stocks or index funds or bonds or crypto or whatever, what do you have to pay to go get $250,000 worth of stocks? You got to pay 250. Yeah. If you want to go get a $250,000 purchase or, or um, property that's going to appreciate at the level of 250, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to appreciate based on that baseline of 250, but you're only paying 50, right? Your 50 is coming out of pocket. That's your down payment and your closing costs, maybe some rehab expenses. Maybe it's $75,000 that's going to be what it's required in order for you to get that $250,000 property, whatever it is, you're now getting a $250,000 asset for significantly less because of leverage. So you add all of that together and you combine it with simple and conservative single family residential real estate in solid markets where the vast majority of the work is done for you. This becomes a conservative way to build wealth over time by hitting real estate singles. Mm. Uh, yeah, I love this because I feel like as an entrepreneur, you, you take on a lot of risk. Uh, there is, you know, I've seen so many people in the industry kind of, you know, come out with a massive flash and then just disappear. Now, I know you've been in the industry for over a decade. I've been in the industry for over a decade as well. Um, so we've definitely worked out some things that make it sustainable and feasible and so forth. But, but one thing that I have noticed with people that I follow in this industry is that most of them, when they talk about their investments, like the people that I really respect and have built wealth, when they talk about their investments, they're actually very conservative. Like they want something that is like super conservative that they can just trust in. It's going to grow right. over time because, because they're, they are swinging for the rafters in their business. Like they get up to the plate and they, they will, they'll swing for a home run because they know yeah, that's right. 
if they hit a home run in their business, like, you know, you can generate crazy amounts of yeah. cash, which is amazing. But, but in what I've noticed is that the, their investment philosophy is very different. Like it, they're like, I'm buying S and P 500. Yeah. I'm buying, you know, like stand, like single family home real estates. Like, yep. like, it's like, I'm just hitting singles and I'm just building that wealth because that's like the nest that I'm, you know, building on the side. And so that's personally why I love what you guys do. And, and I think that running an expert business, and I'm speaking to all the listeners now takes a lot of you, like it, you know, for me, it it's all consuming. I do not like literally I was thinking about, I think this podcast that I'm doing with you and I'm recording a product straight after this, when we jump off, I'm, I was thinking about that at 2am in the morning when I woke up to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, mean, right. I, I, you know, I, it's all consuming. I'm just yeah. thinking about it and I love it. I do love it. But I also, I don't want to be all consumed by my investment strategy. Yeah. And so what I love about you guys is it's like the water slide is like you get on, you can just ride it and you can have fun, but all the structures are in place and so forth. And so um, I just wanted to acknowledge you guys for what you've built and the integrity of Thank it and, and so forth, which is just great. Now, Appreciate that. for those people who are, you talk about like, you know, having typically you need about 60 to a hundred thousand dollars mm-hmm. to get started with you guys properly. Right. And so there might be some people who have saved a bit of money. Maybe they've saved 30 and they're kind of on track for the 50 or 60. Um, What would you, what do you say to people if they're like still in that, they're, you know, they're climbing up the ladder to get to the top of the water slide stage. Yeah. Uh, What, like, what are some strategies that you find works well to get them to that? And it could be just a philosophy. It could be some goal setting. Like, what do you say to people? So, what I would say is most people have more ability than they realize. Okay. So, so there's hidden assets that we all have, and we just don't, we don't acknowledge those hidden assets. I'll give you an example. If you are listening to this right now and you are a current homeowner, okay, you you, you have a primary residence, you're going to have either equity that you can refinance out of the home. And listen, I understand you're going to say, Ked, that's crazy. I bought my home a couple of years ago. I got a 2.75% interest rate. Why would I go and refinance my property? Listen, you it may be a refi. It may be a home equity line. Okay. So you could right now you could go get a home equity line. You're leveraging the hidden asset of equity in your property. I wrote an article a few years ago called The Worst Performing Investment in America. And what I did is I combined, I, I, I compared Owning a primary residence to um, like, you know, investing in the stock market. And if you sat down with a financial advisor and they said, hey, you know, you're going to have to put up this much money to get into the investment. You're going to be locked in at investing this amount for the next 30 years. You can never invest a penny less. Otherwise, the entire amount of your principal is at risk. You know, 95% of the money you invest is going to go towards the investment company uh, in the first five years, 5% you're going to get to keep. If you went through and you listed the features of a a mortgage on your primary residence and you looked at it, um, you know, through a different lens, you'd be like, oh my gosh, but here's the thing. We're taught that our primary residence is our greatest investment. Listen, it's only an investment. Robert Kiyosaki teaches this. It's only an investment if you use and leverage it. Otherwise it's just a liability, right? Yeah. So often we have equity in our home. It's like, it's locked up in a bank account of bricks and, and it's in a safe in our basement. And we don't know the, we don't know the code. Right. Um, and, and that's kind of what equity is like, but you could use something like a home equity line. You could use something like a refinance. Put That is your equity. 
When you place it in the context and you say, okay, if I were to pull money out of my primary residence and go and invest in another asset, right? One of the best things you could do during a high inflationary period is go and get leveraged assets that will produce income, okay? Not go and just leverage your assets, but go and leverage in order to produce income, right? Mm. So that's what happens in the real estate environment. So that's one thing I would say. Another thing I would say, is many of you don't realize there are people in your life who have always wanted to get into real estate and they don't know how to do it. <laughs> and, and you could come and look at a company like ours and say, oh my gosh, now I know how to do it. There are people that would be willing to partner with you if you could create a solution, right? Mm -hmm. You introduce them to us. We work together with you guys, right? You have the relationship. You've got the expertise just because you know done for you real estate. Maybe they have the capital, right? You may have money in a 401k that, that you know, maybe you left corporate America and you have all this money in a 401k and you don't know what to do with it. Do you know you can self-direct that money in a 401k and you can buy real estate inside of a self-directed IRA? That may be another hidden asset that's available to you. It may be your 401k and some money that you could pull out of a 401k as a temporary loan in order to go and utilize real estate. So there's all kinds of stuff that's available to us. And here's the other option, just house hack. Look, a lot, let me tell you what's going on in the market right now. So there's a lot of um, buyers that have got cold feet because they're like, well, interest rates are higher, prices are up. I don't really know what I'm going to do. Now, for the average person buying a primary residence to put their family into, and they're buying it at a, all of a sudden a five or a 6% interest rate when they could have just bought it at you know two and a half percent a year ago or whatever it is, they're going, I don't want to buy a property right now. Okay, sure. But what if you could turn that property into an asset? What if you could buy the property and maybe it's a higher interest rate? Don't step over, don't step over dollars to pick up pennies. Can you rent out a room? Can you Airbnb the room? Can you house hack and rent out the rooms? I have a friend of mine. She has a brand new kind of townhome out in Vineyard. Beautiful townhome. Okay. She's single. She Airbnbs the other bedrooms because she doesn't need them. Right. Oh, wow. And so, so she has her mortgage paid for by temporary residents, right? Um, and, and I know other people who like in Utah, we have a, most of the homes have a upstairs and a basement. They'll rent out the basement. It has a separate entrance. And now they've got somebody paying the majority of their mortgage. So go buy a home and house hack in a way that it still is an asset that's producing. So whether it's home equity through a refi or a HELOC, whether it's money in a 401k that you could self-direct in an IRA or just keep it in a 401k, whether it's friends, family, others who have money in self-directed IRAs or money that they're not sure how to invest and you can bring them a solution or it's buying a primary residence and house hacking in a way that somebody else is paying the majority of your mortgage. All of it equates to the same thing, which is getting off of the bench and just getting to the plate, climbing to the top of the structure and beginning to go over that free fall water slide so that you can enjoy the rest of the ride. It, it, it has to start somewhere and most people can get started today. They just don't realize that because they They've been told that they have to do some risky, no money, no whatever, yeah. or they've got to go buy some sort of a program and learn how to go wholesale homes. That is not what we advocate. We advocate simple and conservative, and it just flat out works. And, and I'll tell you this. So um, you we've been doing this now. So we've done over $600 million in single family residential purchases with our clients. We've done over 4,000 individual purchases with individual people that do anywhere from two to 20 properties a, a person, right? 
75% of our clients come through repeat and referral business. Mm. Now, all of this to say, if this strategy didn't work, we would not exist as a company 15 years down the road. But instead, what we've seen is so many companies come and go because it's flash in the plan, it's get rich quick, it sounds really cool, it's sexy real estate, and it just does not flat out work. But single family residential real estate like this, it may be boring, but boring is awesome. Mm. And I, and, can I say, it, I, one thing I love about your strategy as well is that because some, some people and the listeners might be thinking, yeah, but what if the real estate crashes? And like how your philosophy, first of all, you buy in specific states that economically make sense for the type of properties you buy. But then also it's basically you buy in this band that's like a cushion band where people at the top, if they drop down, they actually land in this cushion band where you guys buy in. Is that right? Yeah. So we buy the kind of real estate that is in the highest demand in the country, which means it's also the most liquid. From this standpoint, most people don't think that real estate's liquid. But if you buy single family residential real estate, it's where the vast majority of Americans live and want to live. And it's where the rich people who were rich, not wealthy, but the rich people are going to go live when they lose their rich. Okay. That's where they're (laughs) going to go live. And it's where people want to rent. If they've got kids, if they've got families, that's where they want to be. And so by doing that, type of a thing. During COVID, we saw this mass exodus from like New York and these big states and these, uh, you know, big metropolitan areas and, and these massive apartment complexes. And everybody said, oh, wait a second, I can actually work from home even. And I can have one of those yard things that I've seen on TV, right? I have a backyard. That sounds neat. And so that we saw a lot of people go into single family residences, either as renters or as buyers. When you are a renter, the first home you're going to buy is going to be a single family residence like this. If you are a wealthy person or a rich person who has a nice home and you lose something or the business fails, you're going to go and live in a home like this. So it's where, and then your, your average middle-class mm. middle, you know, middle yes. income, 60 to a hundred thousand dollars a year kind of person. These are the kind of homes that they live in. And, and we go pick markets and areas of markets that are largely uh, landlord-friendly states. There's a lot of states that are not landlord-friendly. Mm, so we go pick landlord-friendly states. We go pick markets that don't have inclement weather. We go to markets that are at or below the median purchase price for homes throughout the country. We go mm. to markets where rents are going to be high because the job market is good. We've got about 35 criteria that we measure and weigh before we go into a market and set up our teams on the ground. And that's the other thing. We've got teams on the ground in all of these markets that are doing all of this work Mm. for us and for our clients. We are evaluating these properties in a different way. And so the margin of safety is there. But Mm. even if I take all of that away, Colin, this is what I think of. So uh, as we've been writing this book, Micro Wins to Millions, I was doing a bunch of research and so if I, I have my, uh, it's pretty cool. My, my dad is 84. Okay. I'm 43. We have, my parents still have these magnets on their refrigerator that say how much something cost in 1938 when he was born, <laughs> 1979 when I was born. And then you could go and look up, you know, what, what stuff costs today. If you look at that time frame, okay. There have been, if I remember right, like seven separate recessions. Yeah. During that time frame, okay? My parents bought their home in 1960 and sold it in 2020. Now, if you look at that time frame, 
there was a lot of ups and downs. Look, it doesn't mm. matter what the administration's doing. It doesn't matter who is in the administration. It doesn't matter if you have a Republican or a Democratic Congress. It doesn't matter if you have a borderline depression, a great recession, or just a small recession. None of it matters. Over time, mm. real estate always goes up, but it has to be that over time. If you enter the market at the peak, and then the market starts to have a little bit of a correction or a little bit of a decrease and you exit the market, yeah, you will lose. Yeah. But if you hang on over the long run, real estate always works out in the long run. And that's the key. And that's what people need to realize. When we look at real estate, Moneyball real estate for us is about buying a property and hanging on to it for at least five years. And then you can a lot of times sell that property after five years and you have yep. enough proceeds to now sell one and go buy two more Not with the 1031 more, yeah. exchange, right? Yes. So you can organically grow Dude, your portfolio. the 1031 exchange is the craziest law. Like I remember reading about that in Australia because <laughs> yeah. Rich Dad Poor Dad was the thing that started me for like with everything. I was like 21 years old and I remember reading about that law and thinking, what on earth is that? Like, that is the best law I've ever heard for investors because we don't yeah. have it in Australia. It's amazing. And so that's what I've been. I've been wanting to use that law getting getting into the US market. So that's cool. And I, for those of you that don't know what a 1031 exchange is, so you could do a like kind exchange where if you sell a property, so like, let's say you buy a property for, I don't know, $180,000. And let's say it appreciates to 250 over five years or whatever it is. You could sell that property at 250. You'd be able to take all of the proceeds from that purchase and move it into another purchase that has to be um, greater in purchase price or in value than the one that you just sold. Okay. But you can move it all completely tax-free completely you don't it's pay any capital right. gains and then you know you now have two properties that mm. you can depreciate two properties that you can run through your business two properties that are generating cash flow two properties that are appreciating it mm. doubles everything and it ends up being this exponential win which is why micro winning your way to millions is simple with simple and conservative real estate i love this mate so obviously you know like there's so much amazing like content and criteria that you've gone through that people can do themselves. Like they could do the research and, you know, work it out themselves and stuff like that. I know for me, I'm not interested in that because I'm building my business. My business is is the is the highest generator of cash, cash flow from a fast perspective. But but my business is not the thing I'm going to live on. Um, right. And not the thing that's going to completely replace my income. That's why I'm completely focused on wealth building as well, which is what I use you guys. So if people are interested, first of all, to just like, if they want to like check out your podcast, check out you a bit more and so forth. I know you guys run a podcast, which I listen to uh, quite often replace your income. Yeah. And that's really cool. If they just want to like understand your philosophy more, totally. understand investments. Um, so we'll put a link to that in the show notes for people to awesome. check out. Thank you. The second thing is if, if you've been listening to this conversation and, and you resonate with Kevin, you resonate with me, um, you know, I rarely refer or recommend services like this. In fact, I've never recommended like a wealth creation service that that does what you do exactly, like actually like buys the thing for you and so forth. I I use your services. I 100% recommend them. I've referred to some of my really good friends. They've loved the experience. And so if you if you're a listener right now and you uh, hit, hit some of those criteria, like maybe you're you've got between 60 to $100,000 of cash available either saved or in a equity line or something like that, like Kevin talked about. You've got a credit score over 700. 
you've got a verified income. So you, you know, it doesn't have to be super high, but you've just got a verified income that you can verify. And you would love to at least explore this in a, in a, a lot more serious manner. What, what we're going to do is you can just send my team an email and I would love to introduce you personally to Kevin or one of his like really key account managers, the people who have looked after us, because if you're, you're in my audience, I want you to be looked after. And so, um, and I really want to understand your situation and help you to kind of like build this wealth along the way. So send our team an email, which is support at teamboyd.co, teamboyd.co, support at teamboyd. I put the email down below here as well. And just put in the subject line, real estate. And, uh, and we would love to introduce you personally to Kevin and to his team and so forth and really look after you. So uh, would that be okay, Kevin? That I would love that. And just so that everybody knows that he, we don't sell anything, which is awesome. Like we do real estate, right? So yes. we don't charge anything up front. We are happy to talk to you. We're happy to investigate. We're happy to even get you you know, pre-qualified to see if you can go mm. do real estate. And then the first time we collect a nickel as a company is when you go and close on the property, right? <laughs> yeah. So so what's so cool about that is it means that it's a no risk way for you to be able to experience, could real estate work for me? Is this something I can take a look at and do? And, and Colin, I don't offer... Um, myself to many people, but for mm. your audience and because we're friends, um, feel free to connect anybody that reaches out to you directly to me. And if I could jump on a call with you, I'll do that. Otherwise, my right-hand man, James, yeah. will will connect with you. But either way, I will personally connect with anybody um, that that wants to uh, that wants to mm. to look into this stuff. And let's just take a look. You know, um, I, I just I'm a big advocate. Of, of, you know, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> mm. And so let's at least take a look and see if there's possibility there. And if this is something that could be a difference maker for you, you know, you said something just a second ago. And the reason our podcast is called Replace Your Income is true wealth is income replacement over time. You know, one of the best books, if you haven't read The Millionaire Next Door, I'd go read The Millionaire Next Door. The, those that are rich spend a lot, make a lot. Those that are wealthy could stop working tomorrow and maintain their current standard of living. You need to have a cash flow machine in order for that to happen. Real estate's one of the easiest ways to create that. And so if we can help you in any way, we would be so fortunate to be able to do that, Colin. I love you, man. I'm so thankful for you. And it's such an honor for you to be um, introducing your audience to us and us to your audience. What a gift. And uh, can't wait to connect with everybody and just appreciate you, man. Oh, absolutely, Kevin. And do you know what's cool is um, what you just brought up is so good because I think it takes all the pressure off is like, you know, first of all, I, I want to send people who are really serious. They've got the criteria in place to you guys. But, but secondly, like there's no pressure. There's no like, you know, you, you, that, that, was, that was the thing that blew my mind was that was, I was like, you guys are working for me and I don't pay you anything until we close on the property. So you're actually paid for results. You're not just paid right. for, you know, just starting to have a conversation. So I, I just love that. And a cool little fact is that we close on a property that we bought through you guys tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's like, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. We close tomorrow. Then we go on vacation like the next day. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited, mate. It's real. I love it. And, and, and I've, I've seen, uh, I've seen the pro forma on the property. It looks awesome. It's in such a great market. Like yeah. it's just so, it's amazing. I'm yeah. so happy for you, man. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and it doesn't happen every time, but it got evaluated well above what we bought it for. So, which yep. is so that's cool. Awesome. We haven't even done anything. That's yet, awesome. So. Appreciate <laughs> you, great. Kevin. Uh, if you guys are interested, send us an email with support at teamboyd.co. 
with the subject line real estate and we'll hook you guys up. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, brother. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.